and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Sajan Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Thiel, and today we're going to be talking about buying film cameras in Korea. Now, I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that are more qualified and probably more detailed about this particular subject than I, but I've been through this before, and I just thought I would touch on a number of places where you may be able to pick up a decent camera, but also a lot of the pitfalls that people fall into when they come to Korea and they're thinking they're going to score a massive deal on a Leica M7 or something like that. So keep that in mind. But before we get into that, I do want to touch on a slightly different topic. Recently, I wrote an article about my explorations in urban street photography. Now, if you follow my work, you know that's not really my style. It's more of a landscape or travel. And I really, to be honest, don't have that great of an opinion about so-called street photographers. And this all goes back to a few critiques and whatnot that I received early on when I got into HDR photography. There was a lot of people sort of laughing, and I had a few people to my face say that, my photos looked like they were colored in crayon or something like that. And so it really soured me on the whole genre and the photographers themselves, hence the little pot shots. When I wrote this article, I was trying to sort of express that I really discovered sort of the allure of this kind of style of photography. And on Twitter, a friend of mine, Colin Corno, who's an amazing street photographer back home in Manitoba, he started a great discussion about the sort of negativity that pops up in the photographic community. Now, JT White, who is better known as JT and Soul, also chimed in on this discussion talking about my little jab with the skinny jeans. However, it really started a great little bit of a dialogue about negativity because they both shared how negativity influenced them. What it really kind of brought up to me is the fact that A, no one is innocent or no genre is innocent. No one's better. But, you know, if you look at the comment sections in, say, F-stoppers or any sort of photographic website, it is a cesspool of toxicity everybody's postulating who's got the best camera or, you know, you know, landscape photography is the best kind of photography because you're out in nature or urban street photography, you know, really shows the vibe of the city much more than travel BS and whatever. And everybody's trying to be the best at doing roughly the same thing. Everybody feels good about their great shots and they are impressed by their fancy cameras and all of this. But what we don't need in a community, especially as small as the community in Korea, is the negativity. Because I find that it's such a small pool that if you start spouting off, it's going to come back on you full tilt. And this is something that I really sort of have to watch for myself, especially when I start taking these shots on street photographers. So I really was a learning lesson for me just about the power of what I put out there. But it's also waking me up to the fact that if we want to build a great community here in Korea or in anywhere within the photographic realm, we have to start sort of supporting each other, not gatekeeping or anything like that, and really just pushing out all that negativity. Because when it boils down to it, whether you're shooting with a Canon or a Nikon or a Sony or a film camera, or if you're shooting mountains or tall buildings, 
we're all photographers at the end of the day and we all need to support each other. So with that being said, I'm going to try and stop making these little comments about hipsters and whatnot. I'm going to stop making the skinny jean comments, but also I am going to try and help out a little bit more. And I, I really want to extend this out to you because one of the things I really want to sort of encourage you to do is, is help the other photographers, not just with tutorials, but if you hear about a job or something, especially in these COVID times, recommend somebody, send them to a friend of yours who's a photographer, pay it forward basically, because one of the other things I noticed is that people really appreciate those recommendations. Even if it doesn't work out, if you just pop online and say, hey, you know, so-and-so is a good photographer, you should check out his work, that really goes a long way to help build a more positive community than just sort of bragging about the gear that you got or putting somebody down in a long-winded post on SLR Lounge about their crappy tutorials. You know, just you know, focus on building up the community and I'm sure that it will be a better place for it. So before we get into the main topic, I do want to say that JT is running a workshop on April 17th on how he edits and processes his photos. And if you've ever seen his work, it is absolutely amazing. So I'm going to link both the sign-up sheet for his workshop. It is $99, but it's also three hours of skills and development as well as presets and whatnot. It is probably one of the best things I've seen so far. So do not miss this out. It's April 17th and it will be running at 8 a.m. Korean time and 11 p.m. Korean time. But do check out the links below and you can get more information on that workshop. It's something that you should not miss. Wow. That took a long time to get to. I apologize for that, but I just really found the topic interesting because I do want to foster a more positive community here in Korea. And talks like that really sort of air things out and allow you to process and recalibrate. Now, jumping into the process of buying a film camera in Korea. Before we get into the locations and the nitty gritty, I do want to set the stage because a lot of the people I talk to that come to Korea who are looking for any camera whatsoever have this weird notion that they're going to get an amazing deal. And the truth of the matter is, is that you're not going to get an amazing deal here in Korea. And that's not a bad thing to say, but what I'm saying is, is that there is this notion that they're going to go into a place in Dongmyo and they're going to find a, you know, Leica M7 that's, you know, covered in dust and the seller has no idea what it is and they're going to buy it for 25,000 won and, you know, they'll be amazed. No, uh, the sellers know exactly what that is. As soon as they see the red dot, it's, yeah. So don't go into the mindset or don't even try and haggle that much with these guys it's just not going to end pretty and you're not going to get a good deal. So just go in there with an idea of what you want to pay and find a camera that will be in your budget. So now that you have sort of a budget in mind, or at least how much you want to spend on a camera, and ideally you should do some research first before you just sort of pick a number out of the air, you need to go out and find a place. Now, if you're up in Seoul, you have a lot more choices and also there's a lot more written about these places than if you are in, say, Busan or Daegu. 
But there are places around the country that you can get a quality film camera at a reasonable price. And we're going to go through a number of the more popular areas right now. I'm going to start with the more obvious area, and that's Namdemun. And it is probably one of the better places that I think you can find some moderately priced cameras. Like they're not going to be cheap at these places, but you're going to get a decent quality camera. And the guys really know their stuff. When I looked around, there were a number of, well, relatively trustworthy places. Uh, the two shops that come to mind, the first one being Dongun Camera or Carrot camera, I guess. And they had a lot of decent film cameras from rangefinders to SLRs and things like that. Uh, the other one being Hyosung camera, which is right at the sort of the, what I call the beginning of the area, which is if you see the big main anti-gate, it's I think a couple of doors down, but they, they do have some good stuff there. But again, I'm going to basically give you my feeling on this one. And then that's if you're buying from these kinds of shops, they are expecting to get top dollar or at least market value for these cameras. So keep that in mind. Again, you're not going to go in there guns blazing, wheeling and dealing and come out with a $150 camera for 10 bucks. Like it's not going to happen. Now the next more obvious place. And again, like if you're looking for anything to do with like film cameras, developing film, et cetera, et cetera, Chungmuro is the place to go. And I find that the cameras that they sell there are more of the upper end. So you're looking at the, you know, Leica and all those kinds of things. And if you're looking for more of a rare camera, you might find it in Chungmuro. Again, it's just because that there's a little bit more of a rarity and, you know, the price tag to go with it. But again, that's an area that you may want to check out specifically if you have a larger budget than most. Not an area that I really highly recommend, but there are some shops uh, that sell some pretty nice cameras in the underground shopping area of Myeongdong. Again, uh, you're needing a larger budget, I would say, for these and also there may be a little bit of a tourist uh, inflation as well. So just do keep that in mind. Now, continuing on with Seoul, there is another place that a lot of people do tend to check out, but it's usually a hit and a miss and for parts cameras and things like that. Now, if you read my blog post about this, then you'll probably already know this location. That's Dongmyo. And this area is more... It's not really a camera area per se, but it's more of a flea market kind of vibe. And there are going to be just buckets of cameras that some may work, some might not work. And there's really no specified place that, you know, is the last bastion of unaccounted for, unpicked through, you know, gems of film cameras. You just got to kind of go and pick through as you would a flea market. Now, if you read my blog, and I'm going to link it below, I've I've linked to Noe Alonso's sort of tour of this area. And I think that's a really good video because it kind of shows what you're going to get yourself into. Now, I will caution you, it's the COVID season. So they may or may not be out selling stuff. And if there's crowds, do be aware that, you know, you have to wear your mask and whatnot. Now, what I found when I went through Dongmyo last time, specifically looking for cameras, is the fact that there are a lot of junk cameras and the condition ranges. So if you're looking for that cheap camera, 
you may find it here if you're careful on what you pick up and you know what you're kind of looking for. Now, the one place that I did find which had some really good cameras, but again, the guy wasn't really wanting to negotiate too much on the price is a little place that's sort of farther away from the main shopping area, kind of near the uh, Huang Hyuk Dong. I think that's how you sell it. Which means flea market. This place is just behind the big high school out there. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but do poke around in there because there are a few camera shops. And this guy is fairly easy to see because he had a ton of cameras outside, but he had a decent selection of film cameras and his prices were pretty good. Now, buyer beware. The one camera, the uh, Canonet, that I got from him did need light seals uh, replaced, which I did myself. But again, I paid sort of what I'd say top dollar for that, which was, you know, just over 100,000 won or something like that. So it really wasn't cheap. But again, like the condition of the camera minus the light seals was pretty good and all the meters worked and everything like that. Uh, just trying to get the pronunciation right. Huang Hak Dong Byorok Shijang is, is another area that you want to check out. Moving further south into Busan, there are a number of areas where you can pick up some film cameras down in sort of my neck of the woods. Now, Nampodong is the king, but as I said in an earlier episode, which again, I'll link to below, you know, the area is sort of fading away. But if you check out Ilguang camera and probably the other camera stores that are around there, they will have a small selection of film cameras. Now, when I Check the prices at Ilguang. They were a little bit on the high side. If you go into the underground shopping area just in front of the Lotte department store, so when you're leaving the store or if you pop out from the subway around that area, just take a look towards the main exit towards Nampodong and you'll see this shop there. Now, I haven't poked around too much there, but they do have a decent selection from what I saw through the window. Keep this in mind that they're, they are a business, so they're not going to just give away a camera to you. I cannot stress this enough. And the reason why I'm like beating on this dead horse is because the amount of emails that I've got or the questions I've answered online for sort of any camera equipment, people seem to think that there's some sort of mysterious deal that they can get and it just is not going to happen. As a final note, I just want to give some tips on how to make a great purchase in Korea. And the first thing is, is that while you are there, while you are at the shop or market or wherever, take your time and really investigate the camera. Check the lens to make sure the aperture works. Check if the, if the light meter works, then check to see if there's any mold or mildew or just overall general condition of the camera itself. They're not going to try and rip you off, but they're also not going to bring up these little details if they don't have to. So it's up to you to sort of, you know, look at the condition of this camera. And if you're in a place like Dongmyo, maybe just ask how much they're willing to give you for this. You never know. If you point out the fact that the lens doesn't work, maybe they'll give you a better offer. But if you're buying it in the shop, maybe they've overlooked that or maybe they can service it for you. It's up to you on how you want to go. But just take the time while you're there to really give the camera a once over. And again, beating on this dead horse, don't expect a huge discount or anything like that. And then the other thing is, is just make sure that the camera that you're getting is one that you're comfortable with and is a style of 
camera that you want to shoot with, i.e. just don't go for the rangefinder look if that's not really what you want. If you want, say, a automatic compact camera, go for that. We have finally come to the end of this podcast, and it was a long one, but I think it was a very interesting one, especially the part at the beginning. Again, I love discussions like that as it gets me really thinking about what I'm putting out there, and I feel that just sort of having a conversation between two different street photographers really opens my mind. So please check out Colin's work. I'm going to link his website and Instagram below. And again, just to bring up JT White's workshop, it's going to be on Zoom on April 17th. And he's running two sessions, one at 8 a.m. and the other at 11 p.m. Korea time. So they'll be about three hours long and only 15 students per session at $99 a pop, which I think is a great deal. So again, I'm going to link that below. And as for me... I'm done. Take care and I'll talk to you again next week.